a team that has lost four Super Bowls in a row, one to the New York football Giants, one playoff appearance in 20 years, where they scored three points. A QB who has the chance to become a starter, as Pat Shermer would say, travels to East Rutherford, to MetLife Stadium, to face the New York football Giants coming off of a devastating loss. Let's bounce back and let's go to war. I don't know what you had in mind, but here we stand on opposing sides. Let's go to war. Let's go to war! Welcome to Talking Giants, a preview of the Giants matchup with the Buffalo Bills coming off a rough Dallas game, which we've talked about at length. It's behind us. I'm starting to feel cocky again. And some, and, and uh, I, one of our, our, our listeners kind of got mad at me today. He's like, why are you talking trash? And then we actually talked in the DMs and he's like, my bad. I was like, yeah, man. I was like, I try to keep it real with everything. But once I'm in, like, all right, let's get to this next game. That's when I throw logic out. That's when I get overconfident. So I'm I'm overconfident going to this Bills game. But obviously, we'll keep our our analysis and air quotes unbiased. So <laughs> I'm Bobby Skinner here with Danny King. Danny King, how are you doing, my friend? And it's so hard because I was being a fan of the team, and you sometimes have to look at it like realistically. It's like I'm expecting the Giants to go out there and crush the Bills. 59 to zero but in reality i gotta be like all right well it's where the giants we i still have to look at this team logically but i'm doing good i'm with you i'm, I'm over the dallas game i'm on to buffalo but now yeah, i mean i'm just excited to at least get back to my life stadium I'm gonna be there for the sunday game i'm just pumped for for another week of giants football and hopefully to get back on the right track yeah danny will be there putting some video out yeah see i i'm i try to stay logical but it's one and oh every week that's just my mindset so danny that being said, we're probably going to be sent the wide receiver core. Why don't you give us our injury update? This is your injury update. It's, uh, I just repeated Sponsored what you said. Sponsored by reason. John Boy Media. Oh, John Boy Media. You should go check out John Boy. He's a cool guy. I just check out everything at johnboymedia.com. They, they sponsor us $10,000 per episode for this yes. second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, for the uh, did not practice, we had Sterling Shepard with concussion, Darius Slayton with the hamstring, Garrett Dickerson with the quad, but the newly added to the did not practice list, Cody Latimer with a calf injury. I'll go through the rest of the injury report before we talk about that. Uh, limited was Dexter Lawrence with a shoulder, and then full participation with Kevin Zeitler and Marcus Golden. Zyla with the shoulder, Golda with the hip. So, uh, Cody Latimer, uh, that, that's a problem. <laughs> Bobby, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, and and we'll get into it more like more in depth when we talk about our offense. But yeah, that's that's difficult because Cody Latimer 
you know, he had a good game against Dallas. He made some really nice catches. He's our, he's kind of our big guy that we can throw the ball up to. Um, and right now with, if he and Shep are out, it's going to be a struggle. Um, and you know, we'll, like I said, we're going to talk about it when we kind of like see what the Giants game plan should be. But right now it would be Benny Fowler, Russell Shepard and TJ Jones and TJ Jones was brought back, which I do like. I like TJ Jones a lot. Um, I, if, if Shepard's out, I think TJ Jones will play that role. Uh, and Benny Fowler is a guy me and you both kind of like, but Russell Shepard, like it's, it's going to be tough. And look, you know, I think we're going to, you know, pounding ground, especially after 11 carries for Saquon last week. But nonetheless, those two guys being out is, is a big blow, especially with Golden Tate on a suspension. Our, our three starters could very possibly be out for this game. It like it's interesting because we, I was under the impression Sterling Shepard's not going to play, and I'm still under that impression. But I mean, he he, it's they're not sure really right now. Obviously, I I don't think he's going to play, but it's still there's the smallest of chances he will, but I doubt it. But Cody Latimer being out, that one, as you said, really stinks, and that means more Evan Ingram. And as you said, they're going to pound the ball with Saquon Barkley. We were annoyed that they barely handed the ball off to Saquon last year. We may get annoyed that they may hand the ball to Saquon. Well, actually, no, no one will get annoyed if you hand the ball off to Saquon too much. But yeah, a lot of Saquon and a lot of Evan Ingram this week. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need, like you said, a lot of Evan Ingram. He's gonna be the focal point, and like Saquon, seeing seeing what we can do, because they're gonna try and force us to dink and dunk. I think that. But anyways, on to Buffalo. I cannot stand the Buffalo Bills and their fans. It's personal. I cannot stand them. They're the worst fans in the world. Maybe, at least they're the dumbest. Like, maybe Philly fans are the worst, but Buffalo fans are the dumbest. They take pride in jumping through flaming tables. How how much of a loser do you have to be that that's what you're proud of in your team is we jump through tables and we have sex for jerseys in public. It's pretty bad. It's like an epidemic up there. They run news stories about it. You guys lost four Super Bowls in a row. That's the definition of a loser. Nobody's ever going to do that again. Congratulations, Buffalo. You're losers. You guys have made the playoffs one time in the past 20 years, and you scored three points. Three. You guys started Nathan Peterman over Tyrell Taylor, and he threw five interceptions in one half. He's the worst quarterback of all time. That's all because of you, Sean McDermott. That's all because of you. Hey, Scott Norwood. Why right? Giving us that Super Bowl. Thank you, Scott Norwood, you bum. You guys are just the worst. You're trash. Always, I, last year, I said that Bu- Josh Allen threw a bad pass, and the insults I got were some of the nastiest things I ever said. I'm not even going to repeat them on this podcast. They're just dumb people, and I cannot wait to rub it in their face when we win this game. I'm ready for scumbag mafia. I mean, like, in, in Buffalo, it's like a WWE event. You see fans get – I don't get the table thing. That That's just one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Listen, just, it's funny for us. Well, yeah, it's hilarious. Now, it's just stupid. You guys are idiots. You guys are, like, causing yourself concussions. That's because the Buffalo Bills are such a bad franchise that they have to find entertainment in their own fans. And, like, people – like, you know how, like, people park outside of houses for, like, then they pay charge parking? These people have to get extra insurance. Because of all the injuries that will happen in their own uh, front yard by Buffalo Bills fans. Buffalo fans, there are some strange people out there. And I went up there. I mean, the, t- 
the town around there, Buffalo, the city of Buffalo is nice. But when I went to like, like around Buffalo, like towards the stadium part, I'm like, man, I was like, I see why these fans get crazy. These it, Buffalo is a strange place, man. They got some crazy people up there, and uh, yeah, I mean, just, I'm just ready for Buffalo to. I mean, if I if I'm at MetLife Stadium and I see a, a fang jumping through a table, I I may have an issue. I'll be like, what what's going on? It's crazy. Buffalo it's fans. It's not are even nuts. good enough to just jump through a table. They have to do it on fire. Last yeah. year. Josh Allen against the Miami Dolphins, he threw a bad pass on the last play again, uh, last play of a game versus Miami. And I just said, like, hey, like, Josh Allen's supposed to have this strong arm, and he he screwed this play up. And, they like, all the insults were really bad, like hoping my parents were dead. Like, <laughs> br- brutal stuff. And what's crazy is, like, that's all – like, that kind of stuff happens. But they were – these were from, like, their regular accounts. You click on their profile, and it'd be, like, a picture with their wife and, like, their three-year-old son. It's, like, insurance agency at Remax. Like they weren't even like anonymous, like like twelve year olds. These people were had like jobs and insurance. This is unbelievable. Even, like some of them were even doing it from like business accounts. We like we like Buffalo real estate. These guys, they're scumbags. I can't wait to just rub it in their face. Four Super Bowl losses in a row, losers. All right, I mean maybe we should turn it down a notch and talk about the game. But I I just had to get that out before we actually talk about this game, Danny. I mean, yeah. I mean, let's let's be honest here. We're gonna talk about the game, but Buffalo should not have won that game against the Jets. We'll get into uh, the whole game in general, but Buffalo got lucky there. Buffalo should be like us. They should be zero one right now. Yeah. So let's talk about their. Let's talk about our our defense and what the game plan would be, and what their offense does good, and what their offense does bad. And by the way, Kim Jones with the like trying to make Pat Shermer say like he dissed Josh Allen. Pat Schirmer said, he's like, I'm not going to go into all our evaluation of him. He's like, I, I could, I would, wouldn't be smart for me to do, but he's like, he's, he's a guy I think we thought had a chance to be a starter. Like, what is he supposed to say? Like, man, we thought this guy was going to be the next thing. And that's why we passed on him. Like that, like, what do you, like, what is he going to do? If he says, like, I think this guy is great and he's going to be an all timer. Then they're going to be like, but so you, you passed on him. You, you, you thought this guy was going to be an all timer. You didn't draft him. Well, like there's that. no win, and then Kim Jones goes and takes it to Josh Allen to say, like, be like, he said this about you. What do you think? And now the the Bills are are using it as like motivation. So that's why I just, yeah, that's why I just leaned into it. Like, you know what, Josh Allen, I think he has a chance to be a starter, and I think he has a chance to be a backup in two years when people finally realize who he is. So, but let's let's not even. I don't even want to go like in, that was insult, just stupid in insult mode. Let's talk about Josh Allen for real. We'll start with him. And I'm not like I said, this is like isn't trying to be like oh bash the Bills. Here's what I really think of Josh Allen. I think his accuracy is going to plague him. I think it's going to stop him from being a successful quarterback. He's got that strong arm, but his accuracy is bad, man. And he he makes bad decisions. Now, the Bills, you could tell against the Jets that they're like dink and dunk, and they threw the ball 18 times in a row, which was pretty wild when you you know you got this rookie in Devin Singletary and Frank Gore. Their first, their first three drives, they didn't th- run the ball one time. And then on their fourth drive, they ran the ball one time. So, like, they came out passing, but it was all dinks and dunks. Hey, newsflash, Giants fans, that's what the NFL is. So let's chill out on the Eli stuff, even, even though we're going to talk about Eli's game plan going forward. It was all dinks and dunks, and he had, like, four or five throws of 20-plus air yards. Three of them were – one of them was an interception, and two of them were dropped interceptions. And then one was the touchdown to win the game where John Brown made that big catch. So he's going to dink and dunk, but 
he likes to take a chance here and there. And he's going to give our safeties a chance at an interception. In fact, I'll, that's my bold prediction is that Bethea or Peppers will have an interception this game because he's going to give our guys a chance. And I'm not even saying that because they're really good. But he's, one, he's inaccurate. And then, two, he takes, like, these bad risks. And I'm telling you, I, I really believe our safeties are going to get an interception. I mean, he's thrown an interception in eight of his 13 career games. Uh, six of those eight games, there was two, uh, you know, more than one interception. And then in his five games where he didn't have an interception, he's only completing 53% of his passes at 52 for 99. I really think, Betcher, if there's a game where you're going to bring out, like, your your defense where you try and confuse guys and throw out multiple looks – this will be the game because Josh Allen is not going to be able to digest that. He's really not. Now, if we're going up against Aaron Rodgers, then we could get torched with those kind of looks. But I really think we can really confuse Josh Allen if we throw these multiple looks at him. But if we you know, drop back and cover four and cover three, that's when he's going to get these underneath passes and move the ball down the field. And I, I think they will try and run the ball a little more. But, yeah, uh, he can make big plays. And he likes to use his legs a lot. That. You'll notice that. So we have to contain the pocket because he definitely likes to use his legs. Um, and, like, you know, he, he's, he's, like a, he's a very mobile quarterback. He uses his legs well. So that'll be – I'm sure Betcher is, like, beating into this guy. It's like, don't let him get outside the pocket. Make him throw from inside the pocket. So, Danny, Danny what are your thoughts? I'm with you 100%. Josh Allen, he's just – yeah, just – he takes risks, and sometimes they don't pay off. I was looking at him. It was just a bunch of like simple mistakes that it should have cost them that game, but it, they got lucky. And I'm with you. Josh Allen is a runner. That, that's another thing I noticed about Josh Allen. He doesn't know how to slide, really. He, he likes to, like, instead of sliding like most normal quarterbacks, he'll jump head first to try and get everything he can. So That's Josh, where him and Daniel Jones are similar. Yeah. They, they, they don't understand just to avoid some hits sometimes. But, no, I'm with you. Josh Allen, he has the arm to make throws. He can easily burn us deep. And that that's my biggest worrisome. Like, can the Giants get the communication going that they need? Really, what I've noticed is, this isn't anything crazy, but this is for most quarterbacks, but Josh Allen, Dak Prescott had too much time in the pocket last time. Like, he looked so good because there was literally not a Giant coming at him from, like, miles away. If the Giants could get pressure on uh, uh, Josh Allen, then they, they they could force these turnovers. That left side of the line, in my opinion, Deion, Deion Dawkins and Quinn in Spain, they're the weakest part of that line. I want the Giants to attack those two guys right there because they were struggling to get I, – I forgot the guy's name on the Jets, but he was getting around uh, Dawkins like crazy, and they had to sometimes send Spain over to double-team, and Spain isn't really that impressive from what I saw. So I need them to attack that left side of the line. Make Josh Allen uncomfortable. So if you Make him scramble because – I believe Tay Davis is going to be the guy that they're going to maybe also be like maybe spying a little bit on Josh Allen to keep him contained to make sure he doesn't run. So, uh, yeah, keep him contained as long as you can. Get a pass rush going. If we can get a pass rush going, then the Giants secondary could do their thing because last time – and it's just communication. Get communication. This defense needs to communicate well, and I'm hoping that was fixed this week in practice. Yeah, and we don't have that one guy who's going to make like a huge impact in the pass rush. Obviously, we were playing against a really good Dallas offensive line. And even I think if you if you if you're the person who thinks the most of Lorenzo Carter, I think we all didn't like believe that he wasn't going to get uh, win that matchup against Tyron Smith um, and Lorenzo Carter. I just feel like he's like one of the biggest unknowns and on this Giants defense going forward. And, and we said that all offseason. So, like I said, James Betcher has to 
throw some confusing stuff at them, throw some different stuff up, take some chances because if we just drop back, they're gonna they're gonna dink and dunk and move their way down the field. Um, and I think they're going to try and establish their run more with Devil Singletary and Frank Gore. Uh, as far as their wide receivers, John Brown, Cole Beasley, a couple other like no names. Janoris Jenkins can handle John Brown. I'm not worried about that at all. I'm not saying we're going to run a bunch of man coverage, but when we do, I, I'm extremely confident in Janoris Jenkins against John Brown. Cole Beasley, I, I, I wouldn't worry about him too much. Uh, although if we have if we like play the same way we're gonna sit as Dallas, it doesn't matter who's in the slot, they'll they'll beat us. So I, I expect Janoris Jenkins to do a lot against John Brown and, and not follow him around the field, but be matched up against him for the most part. But there's not like yes, John Brown had that like really nice catch on the game winning touchdown for the Bills, but there's not an Amari Cooper or one of these guys who are just gonna like torch us all game. I mean, I I say Michael Gallup would be the best wide receiver on their team if, if he was with them. See, um, Cole Beasley, uh, for some reason, whenever he played us when he was with the Giants, it felt like he dominated us like crazy. He scares me the most out of this wide receiving core just because I feel like for the it feels like Giants have never had the answer for Cole Beasley. He's just been able to go out there and dominate us. If, not crazily, but like you, you get what I mean. Like in the final game of the season, he was six. He had six targets for six catches, 94 yards. For the game with a touchdown. Cole Beasley is just, he's just out there and he dominates us. So I'm, I'm worried for him the most, but I'm with you. I think Janoris Jenkins will cover John Brown. And the good thing is, it's uh, DeAndre Baker's going to get the start, and Antonio Hamilton will only be used in situational plays. So that's a good thing. Yeah, hopefully yeah. the situation is we're up by three times. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the good situation. So DeAndre Baker, is DeAndre Baker, could he struggle out there? He probably will. But I'd rather see DeAndre Baker struggle because he has the potential to be the future. Of this team, like remember, in that um, when he gave up that touchdown against Dallas, that was the first touchdown he gave up in two years. He didn't give up the touchdown in Georgia for two years up until that game. So, uh, Cole Beasley, I'm scared of him. He's the scariest one, just because of I feel like he, he's just the guy, our kryptonite. But yeah, I'm with you. And uh, Devin Singletary, I feel like really the running backs could have a very good game. Frank Gore could easily this Dexter Lawrence though, if he can be that Fred in the middle and just clog it, then Frank Gore's not going to be able to do his thing. Then it's all got to be on Devin Singletary to drive Bousey's outside. So uh, just contain Devin Singletary. The Giants did a good job slowing down Zeke. Yes, Zeke didn't play in a, like any NFL action all summer. But still, it was Ezekiel Elliott. They did a good job. So just could contain the line of scrimmage. Don't allow these big runs because that could kill the Giants. It'll give the play action even more life for the Bills. Yeah. Yeah. I, I You know what's crazy is as much as that – Dallas game plan got us screwed. I think the Giants would be smart to implement implement that for the most part, but throw those confusing looks at Allen. Like don't like don't be so conservative, and obviously don't bite up on every freaking play action, uh, Antoine Bethea. But I think we should try and keep everything in front of Allen because eventually he's going to take that shopping shot and give our guys a chance at an interception, um, and then Frank Gore they said is still going to be like the main back. I don't necessarily believe that. Like Devin Singletary, when you look at four carries for 70 yards, you automatically think, oh, you had one carry for 55 yards and then three for 15. But no, it was 20, 24, 14, 15. And there was holes there. Um, but nonetheless, like he was the one that did that where Gore had 11 carries for 20 yards. So you know, I get that there's holes there for Singletary, but Gore could only pop off 20 yards on 11 carries. Um, and like you said, their O-line I think is decent, not great. Uh, I think, Dexter Lawrence could have a really good game against them. 
And that's what we talked about in our film cleanup on Wednesday. Dexter Lawrence has to be out there for more than 28 snaps. I want to see him out there for 40 to 50. That's another thing I forgot to mention. You said it. James Betcher. Can you please be James Betcher, the guy we hired you to be for this team? Throw those blitzes at Josh Allen. Get him to be like, what is coming at me right now? James Betcher just needs to... This is the game where if he's going to break out these blitzes, he's got to do it. Because if you confuse Josh Allen, as we said, some mistakes will be made. But I'm a few. There's no way Frank Gore is going to be. He's going to start, but I feel like uh, Devin Singletary will get the majority of the carries. Because he's... It, he's Sorry, yeah, he's just a future at Buffalo, not Gore. Yeah, he'll definitely get more than four, that's for sure. And then with, like, Josh Allen, even if he ends up being a really good quarterback, he's not there yet. So we could take advantage of him defensively, Allen. Now, we were really bad on defense last week, so a, a lot of things could happen. We could get torched over the middle again. Um, but obviously, I, I believe adjustments will be made. And I think the Giants will, if they're going to get torched like that, I think they will try a little more man coverage stuff against against a Buffalo team that doesn't have like those wide receivers who just go out and make like plays. Where Cole, like you said, Cole Beasley has had success against us, but Cole Beasley is is a slot guy who's going to go find holes in the zone. So if Grant Haley can you know do a halfway decent job on him, or anybody could do a halfway decent job on him, uh, we could see. Now I'm hitting you with this uh, for the first time. Julian Love played zero snaps against Dallas. Do you think he comes in at all? Like, do you think they play him at safety, corner? Because I, I feel like they got to do something different. He, I, I'd like to see him on the field, even if we try and do, like, some of those three safety looks that we did a lot last year. Um, do, do you see Love getting on the field at all, Danny? No. Uh, I think it'll be Corey Ballantyne. Uh I feel like I want to see more of Corey Ballantyne this week. I believe the Giants should use him more in that free uh, look. So... Yeah, I want Corey Ballantyne. I don't see Julian, unless Antoine Buffet either one gets hurt or he's just getting beat like crazy. That's the only way we see Julian Love. I'd be shocked to see Julian Love out there on Sunday. So I, I would give, I feel like Corey Ballantyne impressed the coaches more in the preseason and throughout camp. So I would say Corey Ballantyne would get the nod over Julian Love right now. And so for the safeties, and I, I'll, I can be done with uh, their offense on this. I know people want Peppers to be used, like, down at the line of scrimmage, doing kind of stuff. But in this game, I'd have Peppers playing center field. I really would. Because, like I said, he's he's faster than Bethea. He's more of a playmaker than Bethea. Let him go back there and make plays, get a chance at an interception on Josh Allen. I really think that. And Antoine Bethea playing against this young QB who has inaccuracy issues and uh, they don't have, like, a, a top tight end who's going to go and burn you. I'd have Bethea closer to the line of scrimmage when they're running cover three looks or man coverage stuff. I, I think Bethea would be a lot better suited in the box this game. And just giving, let, letting Peppers play center field and giving them some chances to make some plays when they when Allen does take those shots. Yeah, uh, Jabril Peppers should play the, the middle of the field. As you, I'm with you. I think he could be in line for a big game. Josh Allen will make these throws. The Jabril Peppers could be in the right position to get his first interception with the Giants. So... Uh, yeah, I feel like this isn't a game where you want to put Jabril Peppers in the box. Uh, yeah, yeah, he needs to be playing safety right now. We need him to be our guy at safety because right now I don't have the trust for Antoine Buffea to be that guy back there. I need Jabril Peppers and him to be back there. And yeah, I th- I'm with you. I think Jabril Peppers will have – one of our safeties will have a pick this game just because Josh Allen's going to throw one deep and it's not going to end well. But yeah, uh, Buffalo's offense, I mean, they're, they're, they have the potential to shock us. 
especially with how bad our defense is. But I um I I have faith in our defense was able to fix their issues last week, especially since Dallas is Dallas is winning the NFCs. We said I said that, and they're a tough task. And I feel like this week will maybe help the Giants learn some things about themselves. Yeah, like I said, we don't expect the defense to come out and be like totally different, and we're like, wow, this defense is really good. Like if this was a Week One matchup, but it's that is it can't be any worse than that Dallas game. So why'd we'll you say see. that? <laughs> It, it, it can't be. I'm going to bold prediction. It's not going to be worse than oh, the no. last game. Oh, no. All right. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll switch sides. All right. So, a lot of people are starting podcasts today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will, di- will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one play. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad you did. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, the Giants on the offensive side of the ball. At least against the Jets, the Bills tried to keep everything in front of Sam Darnold, stop him from making big plays. And I think they're going to do the same thing that the Cowboys did against the Giants. They're going to do the same thing. They're going to try and force Eli to dink and dunk. Um, And I know that's... That's going to trigger a lot of people, but that's what's going to have to happen. But to counter that, and we'll talk about with the receivers being out even more so, you know, I think in dunk offense, I feel like we got to just pound the ball with Saquon because I think this is going to be a close, low-scoring game. I I just, you know, you only gave him 11 carries last week, and we understand that that's not as bad as it, as, as it, as it sounds. But I feel like they just got to pound the ball with Saquon this game. I, I really do. Um, let him go out there. Even I'm not saying he's going to break, you know, three long runs, but let him get four or five yards, make some plays. This offensive line can move guys. They have some playmakers on their D line. Uh, Jerry Hughes is really good, um, but you know we saw last week with the Dallas D line, we handled them pretty well. Ed Oliver uh, is definitely a playmaker. He's really good, but he's also in a second game and will be matched up with a Kevin Zeitler. So Kevin Zeitler should win that battle. So it's kind of like the strength against strength. So, like I said, I, I think they're going to force Eli to dink and dunk, and I think the Giants to counter that should pound the rock with Saquon, give him 20-plus carries in the in the first three quarters and, and see where we're at going from there. Saquon Barkley on 11 carries had over 100 yards. Like, that is – I, I get it. Dallas is a tough ta- task, but I want Saquon to have the ball more. Now, as you said, this might be the perfect game to do that. Have him pound the rock, have him eat that Bills line alive. And now I, I guarantee you there are some people out there freaking out that Saquon fumbled that football on that Cowboys play. There's really, I mean, that was just a lucky play by Dallas. The guy's head was literally just sitting there and Saquon went right into him. So I, I'm not, Saquon needs to have the ball more. And yeah, unfortunately, da- Giants could think and dunk and Saquon will be right out there to catch that football. But, yeah, and Oliver, I mean, Kevin Zeidler's shoulder, it doesn't seem like it should be a major issue, but maybe Buffalo's going to at least try to attack him, see if they can get Ed Oliver going there. But, yeah, Saquon Barkley needs to – really, this game plan is going to have to circulate around Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley because we're under the impression that Cody Latimer, Sterling Shepard won't be there. And so, as you said, we're down our three top receivers, so they need to go out there and be huge for us. And – 
yeah, this game is probably going to be low scoring. My heart's not going to be able to handle that live at the stadium, but unfortunately, that's how it's going to be, and it could be, man, this game, though. I'm really looking forward to this game. Saquon needs to have the ball in his hands. You you mentioned Evan Ingram, and I think the Giants should take uh, a page from the Cowboys' playbook. Now, they're going to try and force us to dink and dunk. They got two good safeties in Keenu Neal and um, and Micah Hyde. Those are both two pretty good safeties. Not like great safeties, but definitely very good. Try and run three verticals. Run three verticals. Force those guys to spread out. I don't care what receivers are out there, whether it's TJ Jones and, and Benny Fowler. Have those guys go up the sideline, even just to make a comeback route. Spread those safeties out. Run a little play action after you've been pounding that rock and let Evan Ingram race up the scene because they got Edmonds at linebacker. I don't think he could stick with Ingram. I don't think no, well, that's not even a bold take, but they're not going to be able to stick with Ingram. That will be, and for the people who are saying Eli take a shot, that will be the chances to take a shot is to do that because without Cody Latimer, those one on one on the outsides are going to be hard to throw. Benny Fowler. Runs good out routes on the outside, but he's not really a jump ball guy. TJ Jones, um, I guess you could try some back shoulder stuff, but the shots should be to Evan Ingram. And we haven't really seen the Giants ever do that with Ingram. They've had like, you know, intermediate stuff, which I'm completely fine with. But let Evan Ingram go up the seam of the middle field and air the ball out. I, I think, I really think that's the best shot for the Giants to make big plays. Um, and, but that starts with Saquon pounding the rock and having them kind of trying to cheat up and get that run. Um, so, yeah, Evan Ingram, uh, we had a big game against Dallas. Let's see him have another big game, but uh, some maybe some more, you know, big plays than, the, you know, the, the 10 yards, 12 yards kind of stuff, which I'm completely fine with. But that will be, I really think, what where the Giants can take their shot. Yeah, and unfortunately, unlike the 2017 year where we lost all our receivers to, like, about season-ending injuries except Shepard, these guys will be back. And but unfortunately, we're gonna have to deal for for at least this week, maybe next week, who knows? But the Giants got to be without their top guys. And Benny Fowler is someone that I'm a fan of, and that I believe could get the job. I feel like him and Eli have that good chemistry. When Odell went down last year and he went out there, he he became one of Eli's uh, one of his targets, go to targets. And we keep at uh, Russell Shepard. His R- Russell Shepard is here, and I'm still glad that. He made the scene because he's going to be a factor out there. Eli, oh, when Odell went down, so many guys stepped up for when Odell went down. Benny Fowler and a guy like Russell Shepard. And so I'm pumped to see Russell Shepard out there. But yeah, this Eli's going to have to rely on uh, Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram. Luckily for us, this isn't like a year in 2017 when we had Roger Lewis and who knows who else were our wide receivers that year. But yeah, our receiving court, this, it's just, it keeps getting worse. This goal to taste suspension keeps getting like worse and worse week, week after week. Because now we lost Sterling Shepard, and now we're going to lose Cody Latimer. It's like, oh, boy, we, Goldate needs to come back. And when he comes back, I need him to dominate like crazy. That's what I need Goldate to do. Yeah. Um, now, I, I hesitate to ask you this question because it might give away your answer for another segment. But who do you see getting the most targets out of Benny Fowler, TJ Jones, and Russell Shepard, or any other wide receiver? I'm not going to say TJ Jones because I feel like him and Eli right now don't have the chemistry. Uh, it is between Russell Shepard and Benny Fowler, and I think this will give away my option, but I'm going to say Benny Fowler will get most of the targets. Uh, as I said, I feel like Eli could trust Benny Fowler on that fourth down that play. That sucks to hear. 
Yeah, like Benny Fowler will be our receiver. With the- <laughs> no, b- believe in Benny Fowler. He isn't Roger Lewis. Remember when we all thought Roger Lewis sucked? I mean, he did suck, but he caught the game when a touchdown game pass against the Chiefs. Maybe we'll have that happen again. But yeah, I don't want to go too in-depth on that because obviously that will basically ruin our giant factor. But yeah. <laughs> uh, Benny Fowler is the guy that I say will get most targets. But Russell Shepard will be second, and I believe it will be close. It, it could go either way. It really could go either way. I'm going to say TJ Jones because I think they're going to force us underneath. And it's I think that's where, that's, that's where TJ Jones uh, thrives, getting those underneath, those option routes from the slot. Although, you know, we don't even know how much he's going to be involved, but I do think he'll be involved with Slayton's injury. And he's going to be forced to be unless they want to have Cody Core. Although, I mean, if you think about it, they cut TJ Jones and brought in Cody Core. So maybe Cody Core gets like more of a impact than we can. And he can be that, like, go out and get it, like, you know what? I can't. I think I've under, underestimated Cody Core, which I would rather have him over Russell Shepard, anyways. He's a Love big guy. He can replace that Cody Latimer role. I'm not saying he's going to be good as Cody Latimer, but maybe Cody Core is like that sleeper guy who this is like they're going to in, involve him in this game plan, kind of like somewhat heavily. Maybe give him you know 40 to 50 percent of the snaps. And if there's going to be a guy who can go up and get a ball, it, it'll be Cody Core possibly. I mean, you're having up Cody Core. Maybe uh, he's a big guy, and I believe he will be key for our punt return game. But right now, I mean, if Cody Core's out there, that 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 scares me the most right there. That's like, man, we got Cody Core going to be out there for us. But I don't see him starting because obviously it's probably going to be Benny Fowler, uh, Russell Shepard, and TJ Jones as long as he's injury stamp. But yeah, maybe Cody Core will prove that he's the giant factor. He'll be like, hey. Bengals, why'd you release me? I'm very good, and he goes out there and dominates for us. So only one can hope. But yeah, I mean, TJ Jones was cut for Cody Core, and now Cody Core is on, and TJ Jones is back. So really, I mean, right now, Giants, they're like geniuses for that. But yeah, Cody Core, maybe you could go out there and dominate. Do I see it happening? No, but not hey, dominate, but make a couple. Do- plays. Yeah, yeah, you get make a couple of plays. Now I'm getting too excited there, but hey, I'm I'm wrong every other time. So who knows? Maybe Cody Core go out there and be our giant factor of the week. All right, so here's something I noticed uh, on third down with the Bills versus the Jets. A couple times, which I'm a big fan of, they would run a blitz on third down, and they just play man coverage and have one safety deep. That's pretty common. But they were really good covering in man coverage, like really good. Um, just locked on them. But what I noticed is that, like, they played inside leverage, like, you know, like kept the inside routes away and that's where Benny Fowler is the best so when they show that I really think on third downs we got to have guys like Benny Fowler running out breaking routes TJ Jones when we first signed him that's what we talked about out breaking routes so like because they're going to be protecting the inside so on third down just keep an eye out for that if they blitz watch for some out breaking routes that's just a little thing I notice on film and and something people probably don't care about Buffalo's defense is a feisty group, and they could really prove a problem for us. And they're probably licking their chops, knowing that Eli's going to be without his free top guys. So I expect them to blitz Eli heavy, but that I, I have faith in our offensive line to give Eli time. Sam Darnold did not have the time; he was scrambling around like crazy. Obviously, if Bills do break through, we're not going to see Eli scrambling around. So uh, Eli will probably be on the dirt by that point. So. I believe our offensive line will hold. It will give Eli time to either dink and duck the ball downfield or find someone open. But Buffalo defense, they're a bunch of ballers out there. And, uh, yeah, they could, they will prove a problem for us. But I believe our offensive line will give Eli the time. 
I'm not a fan of their linebackers. They haven't impressed me, but their safeties are good, and their pass rush, as I, it's, well, that's stupid because I just said our offensive line will be able to hold them, but their safeties are going to be issues. Micah Hyde, very good. I'm a huge fan of Micah Hyde. Yeah, I like Micah Hyde, too. He's a really smart guy, too. He had a take on the whole, like, guys getting hit last year where he said, you know what, maybe the QB should get fined for putting the guys in those positions. Anyways, I think what it all comes back to, we can talk about routes and outbreaking routes and against the blitz and blah, blah, blah. I think it comes down to Saquon. This is what we drafted him for, for games like this. Pound the rock from play one to the last play of the game. Pound the rock. That opens up stuff for play action. It allows for one-on-ones on the outside. Pound the rock. I, I think we're not a good enough team to, like we said, you know, all week to get cute. Pound the rock. And then in the passing game, I know it's going to piss people off, but Eli's going to have to think and dunk. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to, like, allow for us to take shots. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But nonetheless, and I think it comes down to pounding the rock and taking what you can get in the pass game. Yeah. Uh, we got to take – yeah, I'm with you. We're not going to be crazily blown. That's, that sounded like a stupid sentence. Buffalo is going to hold us down in the pass game, but we just got to take what we can get. If Unfortunately, um, as much as you, we know we're going to hate him, if Saquon's open in the flats, don't force anything. Just give it to Saquon. I don't care if he breaks the record again. As long as the Giants go out there and get the win, pound the rock with Saquon, give Evan Ingram that football, let him run wild, run the tight end screen because it will work. And just, Yeah, just take what you can get. Nothing stupid. We can win this game. But I'm with you. It will be a very low-scoring game. It's going to be – I can't believe I'm about to say this, but it's going to be a very defensive game. And hopefully the Giants' defense is up for the task. Yeah, yeah. All right, Danny, you got any last thoughts on the offense before we pick up Giant Factors? That's all I got. All right, Giant Factors. It's an X factor, but it's a play on word because we're the Giants. Giant Factor. I'll go first. My Giant Factor is DeAndre Baker. DeAndre, you sucked last week. You understand that you're a rookie. That being said, Janoris Jenkins is going to draw John Brown. You don't have a tough matchup this week. You're supposed to be this lockdown guy, and I believe in him. I like That game doesn't make me like worried about him, although I did think he'd play a lot better than that. DeAndre Baker, make some plays. Shut guys down. Press him at the line of scrimmage. I think DeAndre Baker, because what happened with Antonio Hamilton and him last week, I think the Bills saw that on film, and they're going to like, all right, let's test these guys. Let's see if they got better. I think when they have those one-on-one matchups, they're going to test them. So DeAndre Baker, be a factor. Be a giant. Be a giant factor. And look for – I'm telling you, Allen likes to dump the – like to they're, – they're forcing him to, you know, dink and dunk. There's going to be some chances to jump routes. So DeAndre Baker, don't worry. I, I won't even worry about getting beat deep. I really wouldn't. Take some chances. Go out there and be a baller because that's what you were at Georgia. That's what we drafted you to be. Don't worry about making mistakes because you made them anyways. So go out there and just ball. I, th- I think DeAndre Baker could be a huge factor if he could come out and play above average in this game. I don't know if you 100%. DeAndre Baker is a good choice, uh, which was uh, given away a little bit earlier. Uh, Benny Fowler is my giant factor. And because of all the injuries of Cody Latimer and Sterling Shepard probably not being there on Sunday, I feel like Benny Fowler is going to take that step up. Uh, in the games in which Odell Beckham Jr. was out, and he went, he had one for one for six yards and a touchdown. That was the only touchdown he got in those four games. Then Tennessee, four catches, four targets for two catches. In the Indianapolis game, three targets, one catch. In the Dallas game, four targets, three catches. 
Benny Fowler's going to be a factor. Now, as we said, we expect a lot of Dink and Dunk and a lot of Saquon, but Benny Fowler can get open. And when he gets open, Eli will throw to him. I have faith in Benny Fowler. I'm, I'm a fan of Benny Fowler, and he's going to he's gonna be a factor out there. Eli's going to have to rely on him. And as I said, it's going to be close between him and Russell Shepard, but I'm giving Benny Fowler the edge because I liked what I saw from him last year, and I feel like he can improve and go out there and be a factor for us. So, Benny Fowler... You are my Giants factor of the week. Giant factor. We need to find some kind of sound effect for that. In an intro. All right. Game predictions. I'm going Giants 59 to 0. Danny, what about you? I mean, I'm I'm going Giants uh, 61. We're going to be like Alabama, Buffalo's New Mexico State, 61 to 10. All right. 10 points. Wow. Giving up a lot of points. Not much confidence to your team there, Danny. I mean, oh. it's the Giants defense. I can't trust them that much. All right. All right. I'll give you that. All right. Let's beat these scumbags. Let's win at home. We haven't won in our home opener in three years. Let's win at home. Let's protect this. We must protect this house. Let's protect it. Let's go big blue.